If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Paul Stone coming up in 30 minutes uh, to go over some more college football best bets at that time with him. We'll talk a little Major League Baseball in this hour. And also, I'll uh, look at rookie head coaches in the NFL and how they have fared ATS um, and also their current numbers to win the coach of the year in the NFL. Believe it or not, rookie or first-year head coaches win it a lot in the National Football League. So uh, a lot of news to go over in this sport, one of which is, you know, how can you not be super excited uh, if you have Damian Pierce on tickets to win the Rookie of the Year, which I do, and talked about it on the year when numbers were strong and definitely still available. I got him at 65 and at 50, and he's down to like 10 to 1 now at some spots, right? The rookie running back for the Texans, and he's looked brilliant so far in the preseason. What's not to like? Absolutely. Great against the 49ers as well. Right. I was concerned about uh, will common sense prevail here with Lovey? Yeah, yeah, but he's a rookie. And gonna, but I, it appears that he should get the bulk of the carry. He's going to have a big impact on this offense. Yeah. So I think, you know, the, the guys he had to beat out, Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead, the, the part of Mack that I think is going to win Lovey over a lot is he's a veteran. He's also considered like one of the better pass blocking running backs in the league. And that's one of the difficult parts for rookies to pick up a lot. And uh, when Mac is going to be able to protect a second-year guy like Davis Mills, that can be big for an old guard guy like Lovey Smith. But here is Lovey 
when he was asked about Damian Pierce this week. I don't have a, a mask on on how I feel about things. Uh, Damon Pierce has played good ball uh, pretty much since he got on campus. No, it's not on campus, right? In the facility. How's that? He's not on campus anymore since he left campus. He's a good football player. Um, run, run with power. He can make a miss in the open field. He can catch the ball. He can do a lot of things uh, that NFL running backs do. Okay, so I'm a little conflicted with what Lovey said, though. Uh-huh. Like, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Does he sound fully committed to him? I just, that, but if he uh, keep... There shouldn't be a stigma with, you know, the rookie and putting, no, not putting at a all. guy in there and looking, right. No. I'm with you. And I will say That's... that even if Pierce doesn't start in week one, mm. that doesn't mean that he will not get the most touches or the most carries for that team out of the backfield. That can still certainly happen. And if he is electrifying and he rips off some, you know, beautiful runs, I mean, at some point, he's going to be like, yeah, this, come on, what are we doing here? We can't ignore this any longer. He's yeah. got to be on the field. Burkhead gets hurt a lot. Yeah. He'll be on the field. Right. Yep. There's another one. Uh, the situation in Washington with Brian Robinson. And I will fully admit that when the news came out on Sunday, I really don't, it's tough to be honest, talking about those situations or something like that when a player gets shot twice and then, hey, you're on the air 12 hours later. What does it mean from a gambling standpoint? I'm like, the guy was just shot. Can we make sure he's going to be okay? But it sounded somewhat encouraging anyway. Here's his head coach, Ron Rivera, talking about Brian Robinson. I can't get into the specifics of it other than to just say he's doing well. Um, we had an opportunity to visit with him last night, which was really uh, a relief and, and, and kind of uh, cool because he was, uh, he was in a really good place. Um, you know, the doctors were very positive with him, and um, he was very positive as well. So, um, you know, we're very fortunate. He's very fortunate. It's a very unfortunate situation. Um, but he's doing well, um, you know, and, and it's just it'll be a matter of time. Uh, before he's back out here, there is no timeline. But um, as I said, everything was very positive. So he eventually hinted that Brian Robinson could actually maybe come back and play this year. How about that? Yes. But that's great news. Yeah, I would say yes. so. But now as we do look, and again, we certainly hope the kid's okay, first and foremost. Beyond that, this, all this talk in the camp that he, I mean, he was going to overtake Antonio Gibson as the lead back there. Yeah. Gibson on special teams. He was filling up water bottles. Yeah, that's practice. right. Right. <laughs> According to some reports. right, uh, uh, With a blue check mark. So what do they do now? Like, do they, do they try to go and get like Sony Michelle? I, I know. That's... Right. Um, there's another running back uh, who was going to meet with the Ravens. And that's former Raiders running back. No, Kenyon Drake. Because their situation's a little spotty. Like, because uh, that tells me there's some concern there about uh, J.K. Dobbins maybe being ready for week one. It doesn't look great at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards still hurt a little bit. Will, is there going to be like a bidding war suddenly for these backup running backs who are currently on the block? But you're going to have to do something here. Yeah. Both those yes. teams are, evidently. Yes. And I, I'm with you as well. The Smith injury, there were conflicting reports when we got on the air about what was, how long was he out, what was the injury. That story as well. I mean, this, I, I, I don't want to touch that Buffalo punter story either. Oh, no. I mean, that's, it's, that's not for us. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I, that's it just, really isn't. Yeah, uh, that's it's ridiculous what's going on there. Yeah. So, uh, and then from, from a betting standpoint, it was they'll, they'll find somebody. But in the last game, Barkley was the punter. <laughs> and he <laughs> actually, I mean, at, the first one I think was 33 yards. Uh-huh. And the one after that was a beauty. Like 50 plus, plus yards, and he pinned them. Pinned them deep. Mm-hmm. So... That's uh, 
Yeah, the Robinson thing. Strange. Thank God he's all right. Yeah, no kidding, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely, but that's uh, yep. right, right. Uh, everything that transpired there. By the way, uh, I was looking just to see if I could find books that were offering props on players like J.K. Dobbins and uh, like Antonio Gibson on Sunday night. And I, I don't blame them. Like, they pulled them all off the board. I went to several books. Uh-huh. I wanted to see if right. I could just see, like, what, what's posted right now for Antonio Gibson for the season. Took them off the board. Same thing with J.K. Dobbins. And honestly, I'd probably do the same exact thing if I was in charge of a book. Too many question marks at this point. So, are you excited tonight for the Lions? Hard knocks? I, yeah. I'm not really. It, it, no? It, it hasn't been good. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can take of uh, Williams and his ridiculous speeches and stuff. I, I think Campbell has been a highlight. I think Campbell's been very good. But uh, the other thing is that you're hitting on the human emotion standpoint as well. Is now guys get cut. You know, now it's like, all right, let's go. The Turks coming in, turning your playbook. Let's and then yeah. what what becomes of that now? But it's just, uh, it's really unfortunate what's happened to this show. It used to be so good, and I would I, agree. I don't know, running out of ideas, trying to manufacture stuff. The cowboy thing was just a debacle with the Dak Zeke stuff, and nothing happened, and no one saying anything. And uh, I mean, Jerry Jones is a personality. Jerry Jones was interesting. He was hardly on. Yep, didn't make any sense. I would agree with that. And, of course, the big news yesterday is that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo now knows where he's going to be playing in 2022. He's going to be the backup for the 49ers. He reconstructed his deal. It moved from around $24 million to about six and a half. There are incentives in there for Garoppolo in case he's a starter. And, you know, he hits some certain numbers that can escalate up to, I believe, like $16 million, $17 million in that range. But he's also got the no-trade clause but it's a little loose, meaning that, you know, throughout the season, if a team has an injury at quarterback and they reach out to the 49ers about Garoppolo, the Niners will have conversations with Garoppolo and see if he's willing to actually yep. be part of a trade. Good move. Interesting. I got to give Shanahan credit. I thought he was nuts the whole time. Anything's possible. Anything's on the table. Uh, I love uh, Lombardi's tweet. No matter what is said tomorrow or leaked to certain press people, it's a smart move and a clear indication they know there are limits to what Lance can do this year. At least Shanahan knows, knows maybe others don't. He even said, I'd like to get more reps and more time for him, but it, it is what it is, and now we're getting ready to go against Chicago. So I, I don't know what the, how long the leash is, how short the leash is, if they would make a change, but I just I, I haven't liked anything so far out of Lance. It's his short stint in the NFL, and I think uh, we're disrespecting Jimmy too much. And it was also how they handled it, too. It was, you know, stay away. We'll lower the cap number here, but just don't, don't show up to meetings. We don't even have a playbook. But the numbers don't lie here. And since 2017, they're 35-16 and 16 with them and 8-28 and 28 without them. Yep. So the plus is a lot of pressure on this kid. I don't know if he's up to it. We'll see. I could be wrong. But this, this oh. is you walking in to a great situation with an unbelievable offensive line, one of the best tight ends in football, Wide receivers, running backs, all of it. And you were this close to going to the Super Bowl, and now it's your team. Okay. And, and oh, by the way, one of the best offensive coaches in the entire league. Yes, creativity. and right. You know you're okay with the running game off the bat. Yep. I, I wonder, because um, Adam Chernoff brought that up with us last Friday when he was on the air. He said that Garoppolo only threw the ball down the field beyond 30 yards uh-huh. like twice all last season. And when Lance played, in the short amount of time that he played, he flew by those numbers. So are they going to take more deep shots down the field to guys like Samuel 
and uh, Ayuk, or are they actually better off with like the old school West Coast approaches, which is kind of what they did with Jimmy, short yardage stuff, and just get the ball out right away and get it into their hands? And because they have like Kittle and Samuel, to me, are two of the best guys in the entire league with the yak after the catch. I just I want to get them the ball, and then if they have some space, watch the hell out. Samuel was a monster last year. Sermon is the one, the number two job. It looks like I that. thought he was in the doghouse. I thought he was going to get cut not that yeah. long ago. The other guy too about going the Washington discussion. Madison out there too, possibly. Yeah, that's right. If another that guy could happen. Yeah, he runs angry. No, he does. I think that guy could. Yeah, he could help you out, plug and play. But also, that's uh, the kid they took from North Carolina, Ty Chandler. Looked good in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Raiders game where he looked really, really good. Well, good job by Paul Charchin. When he was on, said this is uh, yep. This is not looking good for Madison. Yep. I was super high in the 49ers last year. Super high. I had them on bets when they were. I kept adding Big prices. That's right. I kept adding when they were three and five. I'm like they're 100 to one. I'm adding yeah. more on this team to win it all. I loved them, and uh, they got close. And this year, I just I mean at current prices right now, I don't know. I mean I, I can't wait to see what this is going to look like. And I'll tell you what. I mean, it'll be something if Lance goes out there because it's set up for him against the Bears and the Seahawks in weeks one and two for right. him to look absolutely brilliant. And maybe he does. Maybe he does. And then the narrative kind of changes on that guy. At that point. So uh, we will get into today's Major League Baseball card coming up next. A starting pitcher taking the mound hasn't allowed a run in nearly a month. Details on that and a breakdown of uh, most of these games on the card coming up here and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. of Tom Brady Stole the Show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at 5000 in weekly prizes. DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em to join the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. James Hetfield loves it. 21 only, please. DraftKings.com for details. Is that his beer of choice? Well, I remember the, they played live in Mexico City mixed with, with the box set. Binge and Purge was unbelievable, and they're, he's drinking Coors Light on stage, and he's, I love you, Coors Light, uh, he was saying. Is that what he said? Same, yeah. They, they were jamming. Jamming. Oh, jamming, man. Yeah. Yeah, we be jamming. We be jamming. Okay, uh, Yankees kind of on the mat right now. <laughs> oh, man. Did not go very well against the A's. Losers last night. Otani, another home run. Can't hit. Judge hit one, too. Keep them in the park. You shut them down. They can't put together a rally. It's Tyon versus Mike Mayers tonight for the Angels. Uh, this is in Anaheim. Angels plus 150. Yankees minus 175 at DK. Total is eight and a half. Oh, man. Want to go under this? Yeah. Boy, this is really getting. If they can't win these next couple games here, they also, like much, the rest of the division and much of the AL, they have a tough schedule the rest of the way. You are not dead here with this win total under. And, and to think, I mean, the talk was they're going to win 115 games not that long ago. So awesome at home. Issues on the road. You think they snapped out of it when they took two from the Mets. And then they go, they go to Oakland and they split that series. And I got to give the Angels credit here. They sweep. They looked, they were dead. They lost six in a row. They were terrible. Swept the Jays, shut them down, and then shut down the Yankees. But I don't. I just, I can't. You can't lay this with a team that cannot hit and is struggling. It's not a small sample. There's a long run here where they can't score. And you're thinking, well, four runs might be it for the Yankees. That's it. So just pitch around, Judge, as you should be doing yep. with 50 home runs now, and uh, have some other guys beat you. The other thing is call some guys up. It's just ridiculous how Cashman and the Yankees are running this organization. Call the young guys up. Try to get a boost, a shot in the arm, a little energy. I mean, the baseball season is so long. When you go back again, there was a prop up for a second. Will they win 116 games? Yeah. Like, will they break that record, yes. right? Their updated win total, the highest that I saw, I believe, William Hill was like 106 and a half or 107 at one point. 
Now, come on, forget about it. And like the Angels, right? For the first, I don't know, five, six weeks of the season, it was like real. And then it just completely flipped. And all of a sudden, they're playing good ball yet again. Well, again, as I said yesterday, this is their World Series. I mean, this is it. And they did a good job yesterday. So some teams relish this uh, spoiler role, too. But uh, they have a lot of talent. It's been a disaster this year. But uh, they're playing good ball, and there's value. And I'll tell you what, there's value on the Diamondbacks. I mean, they were supposed to be horrible this year. They've won four in a row. They have a winning record at home. They're 2-2 two and two this year against the Phillies, and they're only seven games under. They are going to be spoiler because they have a lot a lot of games left against uh, contenders, including the Padres, coming up too. Right. And then uh, your guy, Gallon's going. Well, I mean, look at last night. No, it's ridiculous. I'll, I'll seven get, nothing. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to Gallon here in a second. Yeah. They The Phillies lit up Mad Bum. And you had a 7 nothing lead if you bet the Phillies last night. Suarez has been, you know, solid again. Nope, that completely flipped bottom mm-hmm. of the four. You lost the bet if you had the Phillies in the first five. I mean, that's a complete crusher. As for Gallon tonight, catching, you know, plus 20 cents right now at DraftKings. Again, since August 8th, so that's four starts. 27 and one-third innings. ERA, zero. 1.44 with the FIP. WHIP is 0.66. 34% K rate. He's allowed 12 hits in those 27 innings. The kid has been a machine. And he got off this year to a fantastic start. There was a little lull, and now he's picked it right back up again. But Nola was also, for what mm-hmm. it's worth, yep. he's been a little rocky at times. But Nola, his last start, what was it, complete game, 11 strikeouts? So he had that going for him, but the, the Diamondbacks are playing solid ball right now. And that's plus 120 on Gallon. I, what a run. Good for him. Oh, I mean, imagine if he goes tonight, <laughs> six innings, allows no more runs, and this right. thing gets into the mid-30s. Wouldn't want to see him in Come se- late September. Uh, nope, nope. Surprise Snell's favorite in San Francisco. Had that wrong. Good job. Uh, surprised by what the Padres did. Roughed up Rodon early. Had to hang on for dear life at the end. They won 6-5, but uh, Rodon struggled. And now, remember, Webb had that incredible run. I think he had a, a 19-1 and run at home. It was 19-1. And, and, and now, now Snell, who's been great, $1.20 on the road. How about that? Yeah, I don't a little think... little surprise. Uh, and you're thinking, my God, uh, the, the Padres, this wasn't supposed to happen. It looked like they were going to pick up a game on the Brewers, who were going to lose at home to the Pirates, and they were going to win in San Francisco and beat Rodon. But uh, the Brewers come back, but still, they still stay a game and a half up in the wild card, and then they continue their... And they, I think they, they should win tomorrow, because it's Musgrove going, too. Uh, it I is think, tomorrow. I think it was Wood. So, right. There's, they, all of a sudden, they have a chance to sweep here, which would be big because they got the Dodgers coming up nine times. I actually have a number on the game already tomorrow. It's Musgrove versus Wood. Musgrove's 120. All right. That's tomorrow. Seems a little low. Seems a little low. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I do like Webb, though, tonight. Plus, the, okay. yeah, plus there are some yeah. big series underway tonight. Orioles and Guardians. This is getting real now. I mean, what a story with Baltimore. Watkins against Quantrill. Cleveland comes in. They lost three out of four in Seattle. And how about the Twins now? They're only a game and a half back as they have won four in a row and they beat the Red Sox. So uh, tough schedule for Cleveland. Still a bunch left against the White Sox and the Twins. And it, Baltimore won't go away. Two, two up, two back, excuse me, because uh, the win last night. But they still have a chance here. And I, and I can't believe it. They have these, what, is, is it the best record or the second best record in the league since uh, July? That tweet? I mean, w- what a run by Baltimore. And even... Why would you believe? Oh, them? it was since the uh, since the Mancini trade. Yes, they've been you. like the best team in thank baseball. You. Or one even of, yeah. even ownership and management says, eh, not this year. Maybe next year." In the moves they made, there it is. Orioles uh, record. They were, uh, yeah, the day of the Mancini trade, sixteen and nine since the trades. 
incredible what they've done. I'll tell you what, as for the game tonight, I mean, doesn't that plus price look pretty attractive on the Orioles? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 yeah. put it this way, like when, when the Orioles are dogs, this goes back to like June, like every day to me, it looks kind of attractive because of how they played this year. And they're the, they have the best RO. They're the Giants from last year, basically, with the ROI. Yeah. Very yeah. similar. Sky with the, high. Sky high. And then the uh, the Mets and the Dodgers tonight. Three-game series. There was a four-game set in L.A. They split that series. DeGrom goes tomorrow. Again, the power rating of this juggernaut. 89-38, and 38, plus 286 run differential. They're favored on the road. Haney against Walker. And I, I hope, fingers crossed, this is, this is the NLCS. You know, it's crazy things happen come playoff time. Oh, my goodness. But that would be awesome if it's the uh, NLCS. But I'll tell you, the Mets are in a funk offensively here. You know, they they broke out of one game against Colorado, but they ruined that sensational performance by Scherzer on Sunday. They got to do a better job with the bats. And I I was talking to a couple Met fans. Buck got to give some of these guys some day. They think Alonzo, Lindor, too tired. Right? And run out, deserve a day off here every yeah. now and then. And, but, but also, do you want to win the division? Oh, they got that. They got that. Three-game lead. Yeah. Get through this. There's a month state. left. Yeah, easy schedule. But uh, yeah, this is uh, a fun series. Big series. Let me ask you this. It's DeGrom versus Tyler Anderson tomorrow. Oh, you, would you make it? You're making a face at the number? Oh, I'm just, I want to ask you. Okay. Okay. Uh, your gut reaction here. Oh, because here, of the, they're never dogs. Yeah what, yeah. what would you... Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll ask you both then. What would you need to bet against DeGrom, or what would you lay with DeGrom in this? What would you make DeGrom? Well, it's well documented, the lack of run support. I mean, it goes back his whole career that they don't help him out. Yeah. Uh, and then the you're game talking the, about the Dodgers with yeah. this ferocious lineup. Oh, how high can you make them? The game oh. on the screen, by the way, was the game today. I'm, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, and I'm looking at the game already tomorrow. DK oh, does an amazing job putting So, so you're, he's, he's, is he a dollar sixty? Much lower. Oh boy. One thirty? He, he's a dollar thirty five. The Grom's a dollar thirty five at home. Yep. And uh DK's offering the Dodgers plus one fifteen. Interesting. Man. It's not often that that team is a dog. I mean, going back a good what, three years? They had that stretch where it was like a, the games consecutively were reaching like triple digits, I believe. It was no, it was a full season. Yeah. The Grom's been filthy. So he's a that buck a, thirty-five at home tomorrow on the opener. Good. That is good. Oh man, I thought it would be higher. My gut was buck, sure. Oh yeah, I thought yeah. buck fifty. Yeah, right. That's that's what I would have. Yeah, right. expected the opener to be at. Uh, favorite bet then tonight would be what? I think the Orioles, uh, man. Well, I, I, well, are the, can I get a small plus price on the Braves lane two and a half runs? I mean, this is just going to be batting practice. This offense against Arena, the Rockies. Are nineteen and forty-two on the road. Atlanta's four and zero against them. Urena's got an ERA of six. They're fifty-four and eight this year when they score at least five runs. They're going to get five runs tonight. It's free. now. Look at this, three sixty-five. But I would go I'd like two and a half runs with the Braves. Okay, I think they just punish Colorado and Urena tonight. We uh, we will find that before. Boy, they're creeping up to four dollars in some books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just. Come on, look at that road record. Let's see here. Yeah, Braves minus two and a half, minus one ten. No, it is. That's what I'm looking at right now. All right, well, minus three. Because a run line's a dollar sixty. Minus three and a half is plus one forty. Yeah. Okay. Good find. You want an eight one game or something like that? <laughs> okay. Ugh, boy. All right. Up next, college football. That's Paul Stone's going to join the program. And again, adjustments he made after week zero. 
maybe some advantages to betting early non-conference games and bets he likes for week one coming up here on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. is Follow the Money on VSEN. Kick off college football with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Join Bet Rivers every Saturday of the college football season for a 20% profit parlay boost of at least three legs. New promotions, props every day, great house specials. Bet Rivers is your go to book. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. It's a whole new game. Every Tuesday during the football season, it's Paul Stone. Uh, Paul Stone Sports, and listen to the Paul Stone Sports podcast as well. And time for some picks. Uh, thanks for joining us, my friend. Let's start. Let's go to Boone, North Carolina. App State against North Carolina. It was an ugly performance by the Tar Heels last week. Florida A&M had a bunch of guys out. There was a big steam with the line move, and that was a close game in the fourth quarter. App State beat them a couple years ago. They're at home. What are your thoughts on this one, please? Well, I tell you, you know, North Carolina, first of all, clearly big brother in this matchup, you know, playing in the Power Five Atlantic Coast Conference. And you've got Appalachian State of the Sun Belt Conference, only became a member of the FBS less than 10 years ago, uh, back in 2014. Only the third ever meeting in football between the schools. Uh, they're separated by only 165 miles. Uh, you guys, and you mentioned App State's victory three years ago when they traveled into Chapel Hill as a two-and-a-half-point underdog, uh, won that game. App State did 34-31. But this one's a little bit different. Uh, you know, this one's at home for App State. First time they've ever played North Carolina at home. Mm. The game's a sellout. Uh, in fact, in large part due to this game, just to kind of illustrate the interest and what it means to the locals there, Appalachian State, they've sold 11,000 season tickets, a school record. So anticipation for the arrival of the Tar Heels uh, is really high, to say the least. Uh, Drake May last week for North Carolina, the new quarterback, made his first collegiate start. Uh, North Carolina, you know, I think in general had a spotty performance uh, in the opener. Uh, You mentioned you've got an FCS opponent in Florida A&M that had, I think, 26 players uh, ruled ineligible uh, amid academic concerns. Florida A&M's players initially even elected not to play the game and later reconsidered. But like you said, North Carolina only leads 35-24 after three quarters, uh, ultimately prevails 56-24. to Florida A&M playing with only eight offensive linemen. The, one of the main reasons I like this game is I think Appalachian State's going to be able to run the ball on North Carolina. Looking at last season, six of North Carolina's final ten opponents ran for at least 200 yards. Ooh. South Carolina in the bowl game ran for 301 yards. Um, and, again, Appalachian State loves to run that football. Cameron Peoples and Nate Noel rushed for almost 2,100 yards last year. Mountaineers returned four starters on the offensive line, so they got some guys to block for them. Again, I think it's going to be a raucous atmosphere uh, at a stadium nicknamed The Rock, and I believe Appalachian State turns back the Tar Heels for the second time in four years. Okay, very good. So, Illinois, they have a game under their belt already, and they clubbed Wyoming 38-6, to outgained them, Paul, 468-212. First downs were 26-10. to 
Uh, Indiana, their opponent this week, does not have a game. They're playing at home. The Hoosiers are anyway. They're laying three points. Is that attractive enough for you to grab the dog here with Illinois? It is, Mitch. I mean, you got uh, an Indiana team that last year, and this is a new year, but you have to look at these things. Indiana last year in Big Ten play not only went 0-9, but they only averaged 10.4 points per game last year in conference play. And that included a 35-point outburst against Maryland. So I think they're offensively challenged. Uh, Sophomore quarterback Connor Bazelak, he does transfer to Indiana from Missouri. He started 20 games at Mizzou. Threw for over 5,000 yards there. Had a pretty decent, or a fair, I might say, 23-17 to 17 touchdown-to-interception ratio. But I just don't think Bazelak has enough weapons at his disposal uh, in Bloomington to record similar type numbers. His top returning receiver, D.J. Matthews, he only had 13 receptions uh, at Indiana last year. The Hoosiers don't even have a single running back on the roster who rushed for 100 yards uh, anywhere huh. in 2021. And then meanwhile, like you said, Illinois has the advantage of holding a dress rehearsal last week. Uh, their quarterback, their new quarterback from Syracuse, Tommy DeVito, uh, he, you know, he was able to shake off some of the first game rust against the Cowboys. So I think that's a plus. And Illinois has one of the, kind of the best unknown running backs in the country, Chase Brown. Uh, rushed for over 1,000 yards last year. He gained 151 yards on 19 carries uh, in the victory over Wyoming. Uh, so Indiana, you know, you just look at it all in a nutshell. Indiana coming off a of 0-9, Big Ten showing only two of those losses by fewer than 21 points. And Illinois has a one-game head start. they got a returning 1,000-yard back. Take Illinois plus three, and I don't really think you're even going to need the points. Oh, all right. All right. Very good. Uh, this will be a big handle, standalone game, oh. Sunday night, prime time. New Orleans, LSU against Florida State. LSU lane three. What do you think of Kelly and LSU? Well, you know, first of all, on this game, Paulie, I asked myself the question, how much is playing in New Orleans all right. at the Caesars Superdome worth the LSU in this game? You know, I think about a point and a half. Mm-hmm. So you got Brian Kelly again in his coaching debut at LSU uh, playing a Florida State game in that uh, Florida State team, rather, uh, on Sunday night, as you mentioned, in a standalone game. LSU, you know, since winning the 2019 title in such impressive fashion, the Tigers only 11 and 12 the last two seasons. And that's the reason Brian Kelly uh, is in Baton Rouge. Kelly has said he's not going to name his starting quarterback until game day, but all signs appear that it's going to be Arizona State transfer Jaden Daniels. Daniels is a true dual threat type quarterback, started 29 games at Arizona State, threw for over 6,000 yards there. Rush for almost 1,300 in three seasons. So I, I really like Jaden Daniels. And whether it's Jaden Daniels or it could be Garrett Nussmeyer under center, they're going to be throwing to one of the nation's most talented receiving cores, a uh, core led by uh, Kayshawn Boutte. Uh, Boutte recently ranked sixth overall uh, by Todd McShay in his top 50 draft-eligible players for 2023 NFL Draft. To be clear, I'm bullish on this Florida State team. It's also got a talented dual-threat quarterback of its own in Jordan Travis. Got a lot of returning experience. The Seminoles will make a bowl uh, game this season, in my opinion. But with the game being played in New Orleans, LSU only being favored by a field goal, I like the Bayou Bengals here. Take the SEC West team playing in its backyard mm-hmm. with three consecutive top ten recruiting classes over an ACC team 
that's only 16 and 24 straight up in conference play over the past five seasons. Take LSU and lay the three. All right. I agree with you on that one. Great analysis. Paul Stone, our guest, Paul Stone Sports Podcast at Paul Stone Sports on Twitter. Did you? How much did you downgrade or uh, change power ratings based on week zero? And I'm sure you uh, like your under four and a half wins on Hawaii. Bet. Yeah, you know, the, the transfer portal has really changed many things in college football. And one of those changes is, you know, my, my starting point for my power rankings. I mean, no three teams that I can think of were probably any more negatively impacted by the transfer portal this season than Hawaii uh, and Nevada and Wyoming to a lesser extent. Uh, you look at Nevada, they reportedly lost 45 players from the 2021 squad uh, that finished 8-5 and five last year. So I had those teams, you know, really fairly lowly, you know, ranked pretty low. I already had Hawaii, I believe, at 126. But based on that performance uh, on uh, Saturday night against Vanderbilt, I actually lowered them three and a half points. I think the more difficult decision as someone who maintains power rankings from these early results is – you know, how do you adjust the, the winning teams, the mm-hmm. teams that dominate against these outman teams? So yeah. that's kind of the trick here. And, uh, again, the, the portal has just created a bigger gulf in college football between the haves and the have-nots. So you got to adjust those power rankings even more wildly uh, based on just first-game results and in the past. All right. You can uh, listen, download, subscribe to his podcast, the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Thank you. Great talking to you as always. Uh, it's here, buddy. Week zero last week, week one coming up. Good luck with the plays this week. Same to you guys. Love being on with you, and everybody have a great weekend of college football. All right, so there's Paul's three bets for today. Uh, vcin.com and the vcin Daily Newsletter. Keep a running list of every pick made on our air every day with picks at a glance. We track all the picks, all the best bets offered on vcin every day. Again, it's called Picks at a Glance. This daily summary is only for vcin Pro subscribers. Find them at vcin.com or through our email newsletter, the vcin daily become a vcin pro at vcin.com slash subscribe. All right. So we've had two guests on the show today. Yep. Matt humans, Paul stone, they each like LSU minus yep. three. Uh, I would back Kelly there as well. And the location uh, asking you shall receive the Ravens are signing Kenyon Drake. Okay. And uh, the bills just cut OJ Howard. Tight end. Yep. Okay. What well, happened to that guy? I am very surprised at that. Yeah. I mean, I loved him in Alabama. Yeah. And he had he had flashes there with the the Buccaneers for a minute as well, but mm. Drake. Well, I mean, there you go. The, so the signs the are Drake. there for the Ravens, right? Yeah, yeah. the signs are definitely ah, there. Dobbin's yeah. not going to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All well, also, talk, the plug and play though, and uh, whoever you put in there is going to put up numbers. Well, all the talk was like That's Mike good. Davis. Watch out, wow. week one. Now, all sure. of a sudden, how do rookie head coaches typically do against the spread? And we'll specifically look at their odds to win Coach of the Year. Coming up here and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. We're going to talk about the guide in two seconds. It's awesome. It's out. It's over 100 pages. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with stats, power ratings, best bets on win totals, player awards, sign up early. The discounted rate, 175. Both guides and access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A terrific write-up in said guide from VEASAN's very own Steve Mackinnon on rookie head coaches and how they fear uh, fare in year number one. He writes, uh, they've been successful for the most part going back uh, over the last 10 years of the 41 first-time head coaches who spent a full season with their new teams. 27 had led their teams to improved one-loss marks. Five have produced equal records, and only nine have seen their teams drop. In 2021, four of the rookies improved. One stayed the same. If you include Meyer, even his team improved by two wins from 2020 to 2021. Urban Meyer, that is. Yep. 
The average improvement by rookie head coaches over the last decade has been 1.71 wins per season. The greatest improvement, seven wins. Uh, Five coaches did it, most recently by Matt LaFleur for Green Bay in 2019. So of the 35 rookie head coaches who inherited teams that finished under 500 the prior season, 27 led their teams to better records the next season. Of the five teams to hire a rookie head coach this year, only Miami finished above 500. So that would mean three of the four other teams would figure to improve. If the number is three, Steve is going to go Broncos, Vikings, and Giants. So uh, there's more here. Of the 10 rookie head coaches over the last 10 years who inherited offenses that scored at least 23.5 points per game the prior season, only one saw his team produce a worse record the next season. The others improved by about 2.6 wins per year. There was only one coach taking over who had a, a competent offense like that last season. It's the guy that I bet for coach of the year so far. It's Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. So, uh, again, I, I, to, to reiterate what I've said about the Vikings all summer long, I just, I'm super high on this team to go over the win total to make the playoffs and, got, you know, individual stuff like O'Connell, coach of the year, Justin Jefferson, offensive coach of the year. Um, Big game in week one. They fit every angle. They lost every close game angle, too. Oh, yeah, big time. And yep. uh, blowing games. Uh, and, and Adam Chernoff was in studio, too. He has cooled a little bit on the Giants, but still likes the day ball angle, and there's plenty of angles here. Um, he, he figures to come in and jumpstart, kickstart this offense that has been dreadful, and there are plenty of angles. Uh, all nine teams that fit this bill – uh, 18 points per game. When a new head coach takes over a team that scored less than 18 points per game the prior season, they've improved by 4.7 wins per year. Well, that's a huge jump. That is, and that's that's Dable with that uh, angle. And also, point differential has proved to be a good indicator of potential improvement as the last 10 rookie coaches do inherit teams that were outscored by 8.5 points per game or more, have brought instant change to their clubs. All 10 improved their win total that first season by an average of four wins. That's Dayball again, fitting that, uh, being a candidate for that too, yep. and fitting that trend. Yep. They're also, what do you make of this? Uh, rookie head coaches, much better at covering point spreads on the road over the past decade. And that was strange. Home games, they're mm-hmm. only covering 45.7% of the time. Road or neutral games, they're covering 52.6% of the time. Is that just too many distractions in my first year? Got the family around. I too, can't explain that. Yeah, too many. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Where are you at with the Giants? And they're probably bigger dogs on the road. No. Yep. Yeah. Can they, seven, can they get to seven or eight? Uh, in that neighborhood, I think, yeah. I mean, they're, you I think. Barkley comeback player of the year. Yeah, I mean, how do you not healthy. love that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea now that he you're going to get rid of the junk they had in New York before, uh, the head coaching, the offensive, you know, minds they had, and Barkley's been hurt a lot, and now you're going to, you know, welcome in Dayball, who was, you know, like the mastermind basically behind what happened here in Buffalo. I, you have to like Barkley this year if he stays healthy. Yep. And that's an intriguing game week one as they go on the road against the Titans and they're catching a bunch of points. I mean, so, imagine Tennessee loses that game. Whoo! How things change in a hurry from the one seed to is Tannehill even the guy in the next month or so at quarterback? But every single year, though, you look up, oh, the Giants are one and six. Oh, yeah. I mean, every year they get off to a horrible start. Well, they have, I mean, there are some winnable games there. I mean, they get three games in a row at home. Panthers, Cowboys, Bears. 
if they're one and three or zero oh and four at that point, I mean, well, it's just right, oh boy, right. here we go again. Yes. Uh, remember the Titans last year? They hosted Arizona Week One and they got their doors blown off. I mean, they were destroyed by Kyler Murray and company in Week One. And oh, then the, didn't they have nine sacks or something? In the Chandler Car- Jones, it was oh, I think he might have had five. Yeah. Or, uh, so the Cardinals got off to that blazing hot start. They were seven or zero. That was like the catalyst. And the Titans, they just were like, okay, well, they they recovered off the mat and they became the one seed in the AFC yeah. last year. But um, no, I'm I'm super lukewarm on the Giants this year. That's the best I could probably describe it. So uh, coach of the year odds mm-hmm. for rookie head coaches. There are. Yeah, well, here's the thing. There are 10 first-year coaches this year, like guys with a new team, but five of them are rookies. McDaniel, Hackett, O'Connell, Dayball, and Eberflus. Uh, I think you can make the case for, again, I have O'Connell, but you could certainly talk me into Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins. Really? Coach of the year, absolutely. Oh, okay, how high do they have to go? With 10 wins. That's no. I got to do more than that. No, the the average. The that average, guy did a good job last year. Yeah, and they almost they weren't. Well, I think t- ten wins will be in the mix. T- ten wins in a playoff spot, and Tua has to show big improvement. Oh yeah, yeah, right, all right, right. All right. I mean, it's not because the average amount of wins going back the last thirty years uh, for the he- the the guy who wins the uh, coach of the year is like eleven plus wins yeah. per game. All right, but if he gets to eleven, he can win it. All right, Hackett, absolutely. Broncos can make the playoffs, and considering who he takes over for Peterson, same thing. Campbell, the hard knocks hype, people high on the Lions. Can they get to eight wins? Something like that. I think you're wasting money on McDaniels. Went to the playoffs last year, won 10 games. I mean, what, what improvement are you going to see? The, the Raiders are going to win 11 games? Oh, yeah, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, Josh, yeah. McDaniels. No, I don't. No, because here's the thing. The, people really screwed up last year by not giving the special teams guy more credit for what he did to keep that afloat. Versace did a but great he, job. He, he actually yes, he should have been in the mix. And I, I know Vrabel did a great job. But again, if you think what the Raiders went through last year and that guy held it afloat and they made the playoffs, huh, and like nobody ever talked about him as the coach of it the year. It was every week something. Absolutely it was. Did they have the Arnett thing too? Didn't yes, that happen? with the guns on Instagram, I believe. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Coupled with two of the you know huh? uh, craziest things that are ever going to happen to a team during the year. Um, the Yeah, the first-year coaches, uh, the other guys who are on the list, Peterson's right. 18-1 in Jacksonville. Like you said, Bowles, I, no way. No. No way I do I want him. Could you see an angle here for Dennis Allen? Uh, Again, you probably got to get to, if, if they not. win the division and they win 11 games and Jameis looks good. But he was he was not good as a head coach with uh, the Raiders. Disaster. He was not good. Yep. And then Lovey is 50-1. to one. I'm actually, I, I don't mind the Texans. I kind of like them, in fact. I think they can surprise some people. I'm not going to be surprised if they go over their win total. They win six games. Give you know, uh, if they're well, they're big dogs in week one against the Colts. But if they if they fight, because they're going to be getting a lot of points in a majority of their games. But if they cover a lot of spreads this year, I will not be surprised. I think I think they have some decent parts there. So, are they going to be an under team or an over team? I go back and forth on that. I don't know. Because Lovey's a defensive guy. He is. Would they be more conservative? But that also, I think probably yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I also I want nothing to do with Eberflus for coach of the year. No. Oh no. No. I saw enough in the preseason. The second, the second and long runs. The third, the third and long runs. Yep. Punting fourth and one. No, thank you. Yep. Uh, for what it's worth, again, eleven first-year coaches have won coach of the year since 1990. I don't include Bruce Arians. The second time he won it, I believe it was the second time. 
because he took over as an interim coach like midway through the season. So I don't really include that when uh, Pagano went away with cancer. So, Bob, but if you do include it, that would be 12. Um, the pro tip for this hour, that we, we talked about baseball earlier on. Here's the official numbers on the Dodgers. Uh, when you look ahead to the game tomorrow at the Mets and DeGrom, DeGrom's laying $1.35. It is the eighth time since 2020 the Dodgers are underdogs. That's the official number. Astonishing. They were actually... They were 2-10 against Sandy on the road Sunday. I know. Think about that. I need to have my head examined. With for me? Not, I, I need to have my head examined <laughs> for not betting him. First <laughs> oh. five, anyway, for the game. That was really silly. Yeah. Especially because I was recently adding Gonsolin, so it would have been a good way to come back and... Um, but that is, I mean, in baseball, when you play, and I get it, there was a pandemic season in there, but we're talking about now coming up on, what, 300 games? And they were recently dogs twice, been, right. where you look, to the Brewers. Yeah, yeah. So it was five times before that series against the Brewers. Yes, yeah. Uh, so good. Ben Lieber on the show coming up next, former NFL player turned broadcaster in Minneapolis. A lot to get into with him. Uh, is he as low on the Bears as most people are in that division? baby and you're just lying there watching on the couch uh-uh that's not gonna cut it you need to get in the game with Bet River Sportsbook there you go now you're live in the action live in game bets live player prime bets live player prime bets live player prime bets live if you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge look no further than the marketing school podcast hosted by neil patel and yours truly eric sue it is the number one marketing podcast on apple and number 15 on business in the united states now if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there done that also with other interesting guests then listen to marketing school every weekday on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.